this virus, man, this virus is lethal, it's heinous, and it's despicable. And no, I'm not talking about the coronavirus. I'm talking about the person sitting in the Oval Office, Donald J. Trump. You see what I did there? Nice. So today's episode, we want to talk about timelines. Timelines matter. The reason why they matter is because they speak to facts. Right now, you have President Trump trying to spin this in a positive way. But when you look at the timeline and sequence of events, they are engraved in history now. And you can pick apart what he, the positive spin he's trying to put on it so that you can get the facts out and hold them responsible for the lies that they're trying to portray to the American public. And the reason why we wanted to do this episode is to lay out the sequence of events, lay out the facts so that you are informed and can make an informed decision when it comes to November. You'll see in this episode, as we outline the sequence of events, you'll see critical time that was lost um, while this pandemic raged on in the United States because they did not want the stock market to rattle. They did not want to believe what was going on. And they, are, they were trying to shift the blame to everyone else by calling it a new hoax. Yeah, let's start from the beginning. Where do you want to start? I think we should talk about when this all started in 2018. I think when John Bolton dismantled the pandemic response team back in 2018 and did not replace it, that was a critical mistake. Because what he did essentially was he took away a team that was monitoring outbreaks that were happening around the world and all of a sudden when that team was dismantled that was not taking place anymore now let's fast forward to 2019 according to the atlantic in january trump cut the u.s public health officials who were working in china from 47 people down to 14. and their job in china was to monitor and track the severity and extent of diseases that were occurring and so when he eliminated positions there, he was taking eyes away from that country, what was going on in that country that are now proving to be very vital. Furthermore, he fired a U.S. epidemiologist who was embedded in China, whose job was to investigate, track, and contain outbreaks. And by eliminating that position and eliminating that person from China, we were essentially blind to what was going on. We could trust what China was saying, but we all know they grossly underreported the amount of cases that were happening in China. And so we had to rely on external information from the WHO to know exactly what was going on. November of 2019, China had its first case in Wuhan. And then when the outbreak started, started to get out of control, they informed the WHO on December 31st about the outbreak. So early January is when Trump was notified of the virus. But what did he do to take action against it? He went golfing. Of course. Golfed on the 4th and the 5th. And then on the 18th, while he was golfing, his health secretary, Alex Azar, tried to reach him 
by telling him that this is serious and we need to talk about this. But instead of doing that, he talked about vaping. That doesn't make sense at all. And then on the 20th of January, the U.S. had its first case of of a patient who had contracted COVID-19 while they visited Wuhan. After that, on the 22nd, Trump did an interview with CNBC in Davos, Switzerland, where he stated that everything was under control and there was nothing to worry about. I mean, he was still denying what was happening. Finally, on the 30th, the WHO declared this virus, this pandemic, as a global health emergency. And on the 31st, this is when Trump finally blocked travel from China for non-U.S. travelers. He's saying, if I did not restrict travel or block travel from China, then this would have been way worse. When we now know that the United States already had the first case on January 20th, and when he you know, restricted travel, he only restricted travel for Chinese nationals. So Americans who were visiting China could return back to China, were not being screened at the airport, and they were spreading the virus even more uh, even though he sta- even though he still tries to tell everyone that he acted early. So in February, you know, on the 5th of February, he's acquitted from his impeachment trial. And then on the 15th, he goes golfing again. This so guy he celebrates by going golfing. And so on the 28th of February, he does a rally in South Carolina and he calls the coronavirus the new hoax. And then on February 29th, the U.S. records its first coronavirus-related death. Now, mind you, up until this time, from November, when China first first had its case, to January 20th, when the United States got its first case, the virus was still going undetected in America, and this is despite not having any testing kits. Now, let's go to March of 2020. So in March, when the stock market finally started to tumble, um, schools were shut down, governors were taking their own respective actions to shut down their individual states. And then on the 6th, Trump denied the cruise ship from docking um, in California because he said, I like the numbers where they are. He didn't want more cases to uh, erupt. But then, you know, he still denied it. He still went golfing. He still said that the coronavirus was like the flu on the 9th and then finally on the 13th after much deliberation from scientists and doctors he finally declared a national emergency and stated that he did not know that his administration dismantled the pandemic response team but we already went over that because that happened back in 2000 may 2018 furthermore on march 16th he's now telling he tells governors that you know what it's your job to find ppes it's your job to find and procure ventilators despite him not uh, activating the defense production act and then on march 21st he starts to blame china for withholding information despite having ample or being given ample time to prepare for it because china had notified the who on december 31st on march 27th at another daily press meeting he tells governors that if they don't treat him right then or if they don't treat mike pence right then they he doesn't bother calling the governors whereas republican governors in blue in, in red states 
whatever supplies they're ordering, they're getting it in full stock. Whereas Michigan, Illinois, New York, whatever they're ordering, they're only get they're only getting part of their orders. Here is Trump in his own words. I say, Mike, don't call the governor of Washington. You're wasting your time with him. Don't call the woman in Michigan. Well, it doesn't make any difference what happens. Governor of Washington? You know what I say? If they don't treat you right, I don't call. He also forces GM to produce ventilators under the Defense Production Act because the deal falls through with GM and he enlists GM as the only company to stop what they're doing and start making ventilators. And then on March 29th, he blames hospital staff for stealing PPEs. Yeah, that just boggles my mind. How can you blame the frontline workers from from stealing something like protective equipment, personal protective equipment? I mean, they're the ones who are treating patients. They're the ones who need to be protected in the first place. So putting blame on somebody, some people like that, like that just is crazy to me. Yeah, I mean... If hospital workers are taking PPEs, they have to, they're, they're realizing that no one is helping them procure these masks for them. They are treating patients with a disease that could kill them themselves. So, first of all, it's a wrong accusation to blame them for stealing it. And secondly, if they are taking the masks, I'm not going to blame them for it because what else are they going to do? The only way to protect themselves is to wear a mask. And if you're telling him to go and talk to a patient or see a patient that has active coronavirus without any protection, you are risking not only the health of the patient, but the healthcare workers as well. So on April 2nd, he then blames the governors again for not taking early action to buy ventilators on their own. He states that governors had ample time to go out and buy ventilators at a reduced price and now that there's a crisis they're gonna they're having to compete with other states to to get ventilators and then his famous son-in-law jared kushner states that the federal stockpile is the government stockpile it's not the state stockpile that they can use whenever when we know that all 50 states pay taxes and that federal stockpile belongs to everyone in the united states but what the White House is trying to do is trying to drive up the price, increase the demand, and you know sell it to the highest bidder in a time of crisis. Here's Jared Kushner in his own words. And the notion of the federal stockpile was it's supposed to be our stockpile. It's not supposed to be state stockpiles that they then use. So till this date, the cases and debts continue to rise in the United States. We still don't have widespread testing. We have no way of contact tracing. There's still a ventilator shortage and we still don't have enough PPE. FEMA has been enacted and they are literally taking away supplies that other states are ordering. We don't know where the supplies are going. We don't know if it's, if it's being sold to private companies and driving up the prices due to demand. You know, you're having states trying to find creative and desperate ways to get the ventilators, get PPEs. I mean, just the other day, according to CNN, the governor of Massachusetts had to use the Patriots owner, Robert Kraft's personal plane, you know, to get PPEs. They had to do this on the uh, down low because if FEMA got a word of it, they would have taken that shipment too. You know, we have 
government officials in Illinois who were meeting middlemen people in um, in in of private companies at McDonald's with you know with a check of three point four million dollars to procure PPEs. I mean, this is the desperation and you know ways that the the governors and state officials are going through to to get the equipment that the hospital workers are in dire need of i mean they're literally have been told to fend for themselves and and do what they can to get the personal protective equipment and what is trump doing to justify his response he states that he shut his borders down early from china well we know that's not true because you know we had the first case that happened on january 20th he closed the borders on january 31st and he only closed it to chinese nationals he did not close it to americans who were visiting china particularly wuhan now he states that you know the impeachment trial distracted him well the impeachment ended on february 5th we know that we also know that he went golfing in february in march we also know that a rally at south carolina he um said it was the new hoax that Democrats are trying to, you know, use so that he wouldn't get reelected. He states that he always took it seriously when, in fact, he compared it to the flu, said that it would be gone when the weather warmed up. You know, like I said earlier, called it the new hoax. He had Fox News voice his propaganda to their own viewers, saying that it wasn't a big deal at all. You know, he continues to say that it's the governor's responsibility to procure their own ventilators and PPEs, which is wrong because there's a federal stockpile there for this very reason. He's repeatedly blamed this on Barack Obama and his administration, saying that he left the cupboard barren when in fact that this virus or this pandemic was not even there during his time in office. They even had a walkthrough exercise walk through pandemic exercise with Trump officials before they took office to prepare for this exact similar scenario and they did not take it seriously enough. So I hope with this episode, you now know the exact sequence of events, that timelines don't lie, and that however Trump tries to spin this, people have to know that the facts are the facts. And that he had ample time to prepare for it. He continued to deny it. He called it a hoax. And now he's going to try to shift the blame to everyone else instead of accepting his own responsibility for it. So please remember this when you go out to vote in November because everything depends upon this election. Well, that's if we can go out and vote. That's true. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Stay safe, everyone. 